It's just going to be sick. <laughs> Hype. Well, it's yeah. good that you're excited about it. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm pretty beaten down. Yeah. I don't feel happy at all right now. I don't know what to do next or at all. just feel like completely lost right now. Yeah. Because your videos have just not been getting the views they deserve. They all have just been complete flops. The only one that's performing well is the one that's getting hate clicks. So it's like, it's not like I really care for hate clicks either, you know? Yeah. Well, especially you're not like a channel who's built on that anyways, I feel yeah, like. And I don't want to be one either. I don't yeah. want to have like a community that's based on hatred, you know? Yeah. Like I um, like the community that I've cultivated so far and I think it's because I've, I've had this more like optimistic, like passionate based content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. YouTube, it's hard to, I don't know, it's so hard to figure out where you should go next with YouTube. I think it feels like we're just figuring it out as we go in a way, because we're not tied to a formula. Neither of us are. And that's, uh, like Vex said something the other night that I thought was kind of eye-opening for me. Or, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought it was good. He's saying you got to, it's like we're trying, you and me are both trying to convey important or like. Things that are important to us. Yeah. And reach mass appeal at the same time. Yeah. We're putting too many constraints on ourselves. Yeah. No, it's, we're not putting enough constraints on ourselves. Because we're what trying. He said. he said we're well, putting too many constraints. He's like, you should just, if you want to do something that's for you, then okay. But if you want it to get views, then that's another thing. Yeah. So he's saying it's like one or the other. But then, see, but then I see channels like Emp Lemon where I'm like, clearly he's into this topic and he's making it interesting for everyone and he's getting the success. So then it's things like that where I'm like, well, if he's doing that, why can't I do that? You know? And I think I can. I think we both have done that, obviously. I think yeah, but, it's something. I think it's just hard to do, and he's ex extremely good at it. Like I don't know what else to say. He's just so. He's really good at figuring out uh, topics that are like relevant, while simultaneously making it more than just how the average person would talk about it. Like he's his insights are just very like deep. Yeah, I would agree. He he's so fucking good, man. To him. I think he's good at the process because you definitely have insights that are pretty eye-opening just based on just regular conversations like where you will talk about things that are very I mean things that are very like real and, and everyone knows about but I think oftentimes you'll say something that gets me to think about it in a way that I haven't thought about it before I would call that very insightful I guess but when it, that's like not the same. That's a conversation, right? I I'm not as good at putting that in video form. At least not like he is. He's like really really good at it, and I can't really think of that many YouTubers who are good at it like he is. Yeah, but that's just the process. Like if you what can do you mean the process. If you can uh, structure or boil down those insights that you have that come to you in the conversations and stuff and put that into a video narrative form, then you're doing it too. And you've done that. You have done that. Right. But I'm not, I don't consider myself good at like hitting all those nails at the same time. Like maybe I can come up with good insights, but I can't do it in a way that I'm like making it an accessible topic that people will want to click on. I don't know. Yeah. That's the, that's the hard part too, marketing and all that. It's just, it's such a drag, man. <laughs> I really feel dragged through the mud right now. Describe your progression or the evolution of your viewpoint of YouTube or, you know, just what you're doing on the internet from the start of the year till now. The start of the year? Start of the year, I was just working on, I was finishing up the Recful video. So I put out that and I was thinking, 
I, I guess I just was thinking like I really want to make this the best video I've ever made kind of thing blah 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 and I was just focused solely on that and my view on YouTube was just like I I was thinking I, I'm not even sure what I was thinking or if I was thinking deeply about anything at all but I think I was just my mind was like this I want the video to perform well because it's putting all this effort into it and then after that I was like I want to do a video that's something that I'm interested in that is like totally unrelated to all the other stuff I've done which is why I started working on the Newgrounds video because it was like relevant to me and I was already thinking in my head I need to start doing things that are like unique to me because I'm I, my channel is not doing well in terms of recurring viewers or building a community so my thought process was oh maybe if I pick a topic that's like unique to me and I can like splice in a little bit of my own history into there it'll be good and then after that I started thinking okay I need to start doing videos that are about topics and not about people because I keep bring getting other people's fan bases and not my own so then I did the two twitch videos and then the second twitch video bombed which was like a big shock to me because I was like oh I thought my audience wants twitch videos because that seems to be what always does well so then I did the video explaining my thought process <laughs> and then since that point I've done the video like every two weeks where I, I just kind of talked about either something that I was passionate about passionate about or like a topic that I thought would be interesting and uh, yeah that didn't really work out you've definitely changed your style a lot over the course of this year I mean do you yeah. feel like you you put out a good representation of your yourself of your personality in these kinds of videos a little I think I do a better job of it than I have was before yeah yeah I definitely think they have more personality they're obviously limited to the subject though it's like yeah like the Nintendo how... video is like me being angry at Nintendo so you're getting the side of me that's angry at Nintendo it's obviously not like the full spectrum of my personality but but then again if I had done that video like that if I, if this Nintendo stuff had happened like two years ago I probably would have put out a video like the one that turned down for Walt put out who's a Smash Bros content creator and his video was very much like a like this is the melee community like this is everything that they mm. worked for Please, it's not Nintendo. about him it's not about him. It's sort of like an ode to the melee community. It's like something I would have made before, you know? Yeah. Like, but you're trying to like, change it up and you're trying to make yeah, it more about well, your personality, obviously. Yeah. The, what I did, what I did this year was something that only I could have made because it was, it was directly tied to like my personal story of how I got into Smash, how I got into YouTube, and why this affects me. Maybe that's I, why you feel so dragged through the mud because you maybe. feel like you put yourself out there and you feel like it wasn't rewarded or it wasn't viewed as what it should be. Well, I mean, like the, the feedback was positive, but the yeah. view count is so low that it's like, you know, I'm glad that people like the videos, but if no one, if, if so few people are going to see it, then it's, it's not going to really help me grow and do bigger and better things. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's uh it's always like there's that sentiment of, oh well, if just one person enjoys this or I'm just doing this for myself, you know, then it's it's worth it. But after a while, you know, when you do and like sure, that makes sense for a few different projects, but it doesn't exactly make sense to be regularly putting out things with an audience in mind. And then yeah. not reaching that audience. That's pretty demoralizing. I like, I just want to be in a place where I can do these videos, like the fan games video, or, you know, videos that I think are cool and interesting, and just automatically have an audience the way Emblemon does now, or the way like other big YouTubers have now, where I can just automatically have like a large audience that will carry it onto the algorithm so that other people can see, hear my thoughts. It's, and get a taste of my point of view or whatever. Where right now it just feels like, you know, my my diehard fans are watching it and I'm really grateful for that. But I'm it's like not 
growing. It's just stagnating. And yeah, I mean, we were talking about. It feels like there's definitely some changes to the algorithm as well. I don't know how big of a factor that is, but I mean, just looking at analytics, it definitely seems like that's a factor in it in your content and mine getting recommended to people. But in terms of what we can control, what you can control, it's hard. I don't like your videos are good. They're good like they're objectively well made. They have interesting points. I don't think the marketing is bad. Like I think yeah, it's not perfect. You can always do better with titles and thumbnails and those are important. But I mean, I don't know. Like I, I just, I feel like maybe, maybe there is something to the fact that other than the Nintendo video, I get the impression knowing you really well that you're not super impassioned about Twitch stuff generally or you know, like even Star Citizen, like that, I think, was a video made in mind of reaching a community. Um, it wasn't to reach the community. I just thought that it was like, I saw this this game that has made so much money. And it was, it was just like such a ridiculous story that I thought it'd be interesting to tell, especially through the lens of this is what happens when you don't apply limitations to creative work or work in general. And I, and I tried to like, tell the story through that lens of like like here's like here are all these things that happened like all these other projects in the past that were like were crazy but they all had these limitations that was why they actually came out and here's why this isn't coming out which i maybe i could have added more to it but uh i like relate to that in, in a sense you know what are your limitations when it comes to making a video i mean I guess like there there is a, like a small community of people who do want me to put out new content, so there is like a pressure to release something. So in that sense, there's like a time limit, in a sense, but it's pretty ambiguous and not like cut and dry. I don't know what my limitations are really. I guess they're like more so self-imposed than anything else. Before, yeah, though, the, the, clearly the problem before was that, like, I wasn't imposing enough limitations on myself because, like, my Twitch culture video, which is a 23-minute video, 24 minutes, took me, like, three months. It's, like, unacceptable. It, it, it's not a video that should take three months. It doesn't have, like, this insane level of editing that it should take three months. It, but it, I spent 48 hours making a fucking one transition that, would, that is no one's going to notice. So, like... Well, it actually did have, in some ways, insane levels of editing, but that's not, a problem. I wouldn't say that. But I wouldn't not say insane, it. but you spent a lot of time editing. Sure. And yeah, like you a lot said, of time, but it was like inefficient. That's that's why I spent a lot of time because I, I, it was like very unoptimized editing. Yeah, I I think something I've learned as well. I've also there's multiple videos I've put out recently that have taken a long time to edit like the VTubers one, and I, I kind of lost the plot of what matters, where I'm like, oh, I, I want to seem like I'm professional and I can make cool edits. Um, and I put a lot of time into, into thinking about the transitions and stuff like that. And I think it's almost like you, you want to put that energy towards the concept or towards the script or towards yeah. the, the, the message rather than the, the editing, because the editing is so second tier compared to that. Yeah. So I think that's a trap I've fallen into for sure with videos, even though I'm not a great editor anyways, which is the irony of it. It's like it's kind of I'm the same spending... trap that I'm describing. Yeah. Even though I would argue that your VTuber video has more sophisticated like transitions and stuff than my Twitch culture video, which took the same amount of time. Yeah, but I didn't spend 48 hours on a, a yeah. sick wave transition. So that no that. one will notice. What do you think about that? We've talked about this before, like a long time ago, but I was listening, I was listening to this guy talk once and he's saying like Apple products, they either still are, or they used to be where the design was so, uh, attention to detail oriented 
that even parts you would never see of an Apple computer, let's say, were like just touched up and focused attention to detail, detail like interior parts even, that no one would ever see or a very small percentage of people, but they do it just for the sake of consistent quality and like, I care, I care about the details. I feel like I've done that with videos. You've definitely done that where it's like, I'm, I'm gonna put the extra time and effort into caring about this detailed edit, this visual thing. I don't care if only a small fraction of people get it because I want, I care about the quality and the little details count. What do you think? Do you think that mentality is like the wrong one for YouTube or do you think that holds merit at all? I think it depends on what video you're doing it for. I think that if you're like, if you're trying to put out your weekly, bi-weekly, whatever the fuck content, then it's probably not a good idea to, to think that way for that type of content. But if you're working on some like big masterpiece in the background that you plan to release some point that year, then you should fuck you should do that because like that's that's like the real that's the content that's like meant for that. You know yeah. what I mean? I guess we both kind of stopped making masterpieces intentionally. I think that I was trying to make a masterpiece every single time up until the after after the rental video, I like got burnt out on masterpieces. Understandably and, so. Yeah, I mean, it took me a long time. Just an hour and a half I, long. Like, I still want to do my next history of, like, whatever it is, I want to try and make it a masterpiece, so to speak. But also, like, what is a masterpiece has, like, changed in my mind a little bit because uh, I, I don't know, this is just back to M. Plemmett again, yeah. but his writing is just so good that it's like made me realize how much I've neglected that aspect of my my own videos. Like, I don't think my writing is bad, but it's no. just, his is just so good. His is inspired, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, yours is solid, actually. Yours makes sense, it's cohesive, there's a, like it, I wanna say like your writing is logically sound. You know what I mean? Like. I can watch one of your videos and understand it and digest yeah. it and it's interesting. But right. his is like, um, it's like a novel. I mean, see, like it sounds like I'm, I'm like totally blowing him up, but like really it's like a, a narrative. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I still need to see his latest one, but um, it's like, yeah, it's like a good show, right? Like a good show. It feels versus... like a, a mind equals blown is constantly happening when I watch his videos. And I, I now I feel like whenever I do my next video especially because he did it he did it with this hungry box documentary too which is like he took someone's life story and made it feel like a mind equals blown moment so now i'm like well my next history up has to have that too and like maybe i touched on that a little bit with the reckless video but i don't think i really did i think i just mostly hit emotional strong points yeah but you like, hit now i need to add that on top of all of the things i've been doing before your, your strength, I think, when your videos are at their best is that you're able to really get your viewers to empathize with whoever you're talking about or with whatever you're talking about. Like with the Wreckful one, by the end of that video, you feel super invested mm -hmm. in, in who Wreckful is. And I think in that way, it was such a great homage and the timing was like uncanny and eerie and, and in some ways almost scary but it was like you understood this person and you felt like you were hanging out with him by the end of it because you included so much detail and you included it such a human perspective i think that's what you're good at you're good at providing like a human like when when you make a video about someone i feel like you understand where they're coming from and you convey that to the audience yeah i'm like trying to capture their essence and make you yeah. feel like you have been a fan of them the whole time or something. Right. Yeah, that's and pretty I think, amazing. You know, I've done that better sometimes than others. You know, I, I kind of feel like if you look at my history of, I don't think I did it so well with the mango video, for example. You know, I think the mango video uh, kind of came off as just like me hitting a lot of like key points in his history as opposed to like capturing him. Stuff like that. Sure. I mean that, yeah, your channel has grown too since then quite a bit and your ambitions and how you edit things. Yeah. It's a learning process. 
that was that was still my first year or whatever. So that was like year one. They say that. Uh, well, I've heard that there's a distinction between what people focus on. Like people say that some some uh, people focus on things. Uh, I would put channels like tech channels or uh, even channels that are interested in games and stuff that like those are interested in things but there are channels and there are people who are interested in other people and you know you can find channels like that about games too where they focus on the characters or the story or how it made them feel versus channels that focus on the gameplay or the graphics or the technical achievements when we talk I feel like our most interesting conversations come from I guess concepts, I mean, we both talk about concepts a lot, but I think Mm -hmm. we always enjoy analyzing people, even just people that we know and like, yeah, this person's kind of like that. They kind of think this way. They're kind of like, I don't know. I I think that's how we find uh, what we find interesting. So in, in the case of my channel, I spent most of the first half of my career talking about people. And then lately I'm talking about things. Do you think that I have an audience that's only interested, that's more interested in people than things? Or do you think that the, the audience, a person who can be, can be interested in both generally? Definitely there are people who are interested in both. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, a portion of your audience is. But I would say, yeah, I would say that you, you're best at telling stories about, it's not even about people, although that's what you've done, but it's more like, uh, uh, like people, like uh, it doesn't have to be about someone specific, but it's about how people are in general. Like again, with the Recful video, by the end of that, it's not even if you you never watched Recful. By the end of that, you've kind of learned something about people in general, knowing, seeing what he went through and how he kind of dealt with a lot of these issues in his life and his triumphs and his failures and all that. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're good at at extracting the meaning from people. Yeah. I kind of think that it's easier because it's more laid out in front of you already. You have, like, a history of actions and consequences that have already happened. It's easy to interpret, whereas, like, concepts and things require a, maybe a more creative, like, perspective or something like that. Yeah, like your Newgrounds. Yeah, like your Newgrounds video. That's an example of... Well, not even the Newgrounds video, because I think the the Newgrounds video is like... I don't know. Somewhere on the verge of just being a history video. You know what I mean? Maybe only a little bit of it is about concepts, but more like... I think you've done it more than I've done it, actually. Where you've talked about concepts and made them feel like relatable and insightful. Because you talk about things more than people, I think. Yeah, that's true. Definitely true. Hmm. I'm trying to think of... <laughs> it's so weird to analyze your own... The, the greatest difficulty for both of us is, I think, thinking Reflecting. about... Yeah, like thinking about how other people view what we do. Because we probably both have a good idea of how we view the stuff we make. But it's really hard to put yourself in the position of viewers. And there's many different kinds of viewers, too. There's there's viewers that are, they don't even know what they like, but they like they can't even describe to you what they like about your videos, for example, if you sat down and talked with one of them. Yeah. But there is something there that's specific uh, for, yeah. <laughs> well, reflecting back on the year... I feel like I've, I feel like my life has uh, changed quite a bit, or my worldview has changed quite a bit. In which way? Well, starting out in the year, I think I was pretty optimistic. I feel like a lot of people were that I knew in real life and online, whatever. And then I definitely got uh, a healthy dose of fear as uh, COVID was ramping up. As I started hearing about this virus uh, in January, February, I mean, I was t- we were talking about it. I'm like, oh, this is, you know, fuck, like what's going to happen? Are we going to lose all of humanity or some shit, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that didn't turn out to be the case, which I'm grateful for. Like we're both alive and healthy, and for the most part, our families are, and that's good. Uh, hopefully, that you know, hopefully we can continue with that. But uh, I guess I'm I'm sort of black pilled a little bit, and I'm looking for white pills or I'm that's that's kind of my goal going into this year is I want to stay optimistic I want to stay with a positive outlook because there's definitely a lot to be feeling down about uh not even just YouTube or career-wise but just what's going on in the world and you know it's good to be able to block that stuff out with your work but you know we're we're both making videos on the internet on YouTube and that's something that's not fully in our control with how well our videos do. And, you know, if we reach an audience with the algorithm and all these things. So it definitely feels like I'm a part of this bigger system Hmm. of the internet, of uh, the world going into, I I guess just people, you know, people being more uh, afraid of things, people being less personal. I mean, social distancing of course has a, a function of not spreading the virus, but I think in many ways that's proliferated to people being more distant from each other. I feel mm-hmm. like not the friends I have. I think some people get closer. You just mean society in general is being more secluded, yeah, whatever, from from the other people in it. Like, it's everyone is like retreating, so to speak. Yeah, to their own little space definitely yeah i mean that obviously like you said is aided a lot by covid but i do think that is like a general trend that has been slowly happening because of the internet and because of like the way everything is in bubbles and i don't like that either for sure i I don't want to see that happen i don't know like what's your what's your game plan to stay optimistic You know, I the the main place I find optimism, honestly, is through the the art that I enjoy. As like stupid as that might sound to some people, but when I listen to, when I watch a really good video, for example, I'm like, oh man, like that was so, that was inspiring. That gave me energy. That gave me motivation. Or when I listen to a good song and I visualize, how can this be uh, depicted? Like, what is this? look like and how uplifting can this be if it's presented in in the right way like that is the kind of stuff that makes me optimistic and when i hear people when i hear other people who uh like i was listening to to this podcast today where this guy uh was talking about like the the white pill and like how even if if you want to view it as like a big game of good versus evil even if good has a chance of winning that's worth that's worth believing in yeah just the chance of it and it's not hard to believe there's a chance i agree i also think that like personally the state of life and existence is that like there's just a constant balance happening and so if the scales tip in the black pilled way of like authoritarian evil taking over type shit it will have eventually tip back the other way at some point and, yeah. and that's just like the cycle of, of history or whatever so I don't I don't think anything is ever permanently hopeless even if certain times can feel bleak and I will admit that uh, you know this year has felt like kind of fucked in a lot of ways like I probably have been more concerned about like what governments are planning this year than ever before but I don't know. I I also think it's like one part of me is thinking like everything's going to get worse and more authoritarian and harder to live and all this crap. And the other part of me is thinking like start a family, move to some small town, like find the joy in that. You know what I mean? Like that. that, You can't take that away from me. I don't know. That's a beautiful thought. I mean, even just friends, I feel like if I have a close enough connection, I, like I guess having a close connection with people is what gives me optimism. Like with you, even if we even if we were both totally 
black pilled or whatever. Like we both just can't find reasons. Being able to connect and relate to you on a personal level that way does give me hope. It's like, well, I'm not alone in this world. And if this, if you feel that way and, and we're this close, then a lot of other people feel that way. And we can, and if enough people feel the same way, then we can start shaping at least our reality, our circle of life, our little, you know, cause it's too much to think about the world's problems on, on my shoulders. I can't control the, the pandemic. I can't control governments. I can't control YouTube or Google, whatever. I can't control any of that. But if I can surround myself with, with people that are positive for my life, then that's like, I guess, creating your little slice of heaven or something, right? Exactly. It's like creating- yeah. It's like finding utopia in like a disastrous situation or whatever. And I yeah. agree with you. Like connecting with other people is like, I think that's like at the bare essence of like humanity or whatever. Like that's what we all uh, strive for is to connect with others or something like that. Definitely. So that it's like the the light in the dark is the people. And and the the shared things like we've connected so much over different artists like Animal Collective and Weezer and <laughs> you know many others Kanye in the same sentence yeah Animal yeah Collective and Weezer <laughs> but it's true yeah and and Kanye and you know whatever else that, that we've talked about when it's like that's that that is the coolest thing when oh man you're as into this piece of music as I am and you have your like takeaway from it yeah. and you feel this you you literally feel a certain emotion from it that i also feel yeah and, and we're both just kind of i mean you it can't put it into the words fire within you than it lit yeah. within me yeah yeah that's awesome and that's like abstract I, thing that's something that we can share with each other and with other people even like i've turned other i've turned friends of mine on to animal collective and you pretty much turned me on to them you're like the only friend i've successfully done that with <laughs> by the way i've tried yeah for years to try and get my friends as animal collective and failed miserably every time. Yeah, but it worked I guess for that, you. So. Yeah, uh, it, it's worth it if even just one person can connect as much as you do. Yeah, I've taken a lot of joy in the fact that we can connect over it. So <laughs> definitely. And then you've played. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is a little bit too personal, but you've played guitar and you know, sang not just Animal Collective, like Weezer songs too. And just we're just hanging out in calls and like with friends and stuff, and you'll be playing different songs and it's like it's kind of like a live concert or like a I don't know it's something like that it's cool it's like you're bringing to life the music that I've only heard in a studio recorded setting which is great mm-hmm. but when you're playing it it's like um it becomes like a part it becomes more personalized I think yeah for sure it's like uh, I, I you're hearing the take it's like we both feel this same sort of like inspiration when we hear the songs and now you're hearing like my version of that inspiration in the form of like i you could say a cover when someone covers a song it's kind of like a little bit of a love letter because they like the song so much so it's like you know you're hearing my little love letter of me crappily playing the songs to you over discord in the car in my garage because i don't want (laughs) to wake up my parents (laughs) because <laughs> we're always doing discord calls at like 3 a.m yeah. yeah it's like a light in the the darkness uh, maybe that's too dramatic but it's a yeah it's i mean it's just it. getting it's lost in the something light in the darkness right yeah it's like those are the things that like keep the flame of hope and inspiration alive within us specifically yeah and different stories too that we both like avatar that's another oh, thing that i got introduced to this year just the the last airbender and then even legend of korra after that you know like you know it's it's not like necessarily super life changing but it's great to see these stories that are very like hopeful very you learn a lot about it, a lot a lot about these not just these characters but also like we were saying earlier about people in general from mm-hmm. the lessons in those shows and i think you know that connecting over to something like that is also great it also breathes new life it's like wow this is another area of 
hope of uh, optimism that I can pull from. It's sort of like the same common theme. Like we connect over Animal Collective for almost the same reasons, in my opinion, that we connect over Avatar, which is that they both capture like the human essence very well. And like the experience of being a human and the deep richness of its of what might seem simple on the outside but is actually extremely complex and like yeah rich yeah yeah it's the subtleties of the storytelling and how they present what might be you know you could present any of the the lessons in avatar in a really boring way of course yeah. and like and you could you could say like a piece of Uncle Iroh advice out of context and, and someone will be like, well, that's obvious. In the same way that they might be like, oh, well, Jordan Peterson just says what's obvious. But it's yeah. like, but the is it? The story is important. Yeah. It's, it's not. There's we don't, we learn, that. we learn from characters and stories, not from just facts, I think. That's something yeah. else I feel like I've learned this year. Definitely. It's not just logic. It's also emotion it's everything it's the the spectrum of 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 being alive or whatever totally definitely (laughs) (laughs) um what is your proudest achievement this year the rectal video for sure yeah i don't i don't it's like something that like i think that when i started doing youtube and my goal was to like make really good content like I never envisioned that I was going to do something like that even, you know, it's like, I, I feel like I kind of made a, almost a full ass movie with that video. And I just, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, it, I outdid my own expectations with it and I'm like really proud of how it came out. I'm really, really happy that he got to see it before he passed away and that he liked it and told me personally that he liked it so like i I don't know i'm that that's definitely like by far and wide the the thing i'm most proud of and i'm not even like i will try to top it one day but i don't know if i will you know i think i think i did such a good job that i don't know if i will be able to top it there's a this piece of advice or whatever i i heard that was like imagine think about think back to where you were before you accomplished what you've already accomplished now and like how you wanted to to achieve that thing and then realize you were already there you've done that i i think the recful video i'm kind of invested in it too because when you first came up with that idea i was like in a discord call with you and we were just talking about different ideas and we're like oh yeah like recful this is this guy's interesting and you you got super interested in him once i uh i think me and a couple other friends told you a little bit about him and you just kind of got hooked on that idea and you just set aside everything and started working on that. And then over the course of many months, you learned about World of Warcraft and Arena and like <laughs> different clips from years ago. And you, you tried reaching out, you reached out to different people, you did different interviews, you did all this research, this writing, rewriting, the scripts, these drafts. I remember you reading like, okay, how does this section sound? Seeing that come together, yeah, it's a huge achievement. That is like a, it's it's basically a movie. I mean, you're not you don't have a film crew in a studio or whatever, but in terms of the actual mental input that you've put into that, it is definitely comparable to a director making a movie or a writer writing a uh, their their novel, right? Mm-hmm. So that's awesome that you like just seeing that from a concept and then coming into reality and then being yeah, I would say exceeding expectations. I'm I still remember uh in the summer last year so at this point i don't i had no script yet i was just researching him and you were like you said i don't remember exactly what you said but it was something along the lines of like like oh i think it's so cool how like right now you're in this stage where it's just a bunch of ambiguous ideas that are completely disconnected from each other that you you have but like at some point it's going to be a full video complete and it's just like, I, I just keep thinking about that. I kept thinking about that the whole time that I was making the video, like, like you saying that. And like, as I made for every time I would make some sort of like, uh, like milestone in progress, I'd be like, it's coming to life. Just like Greg said it would or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a cool process to be a part of. 
And I'm what so was your uh, your proudest achievement this year? I would say, I think actually for me it was the uh, the parasocial Twitch video. Not necessarily like I mean the the topic is interesting and I I'm glad I I got to convey that message and I think a lot of people enjoyed that. But to me the coolest part was just being able to um, collaborate with my brother for like that animated intro part. Mm where we, I had this like kind of crazy idea or he was kind of his idea of like, okay, well, what if we show the progression of time through a, someone just going through a neighborhood or going through a city and then it goes to your front door and then like there's Pokemon cards and then it's like the nineties and then it turns into the modern era. And I think, yeah, I think it was conveyed really well. It was almost like a short film, the intro. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. And I think people, I got so many messages. People were like, wow, this is like the best intro ever. And like props to your brother for animating this or, you know, and it's like, yeah, that was nice. That was awesome. awesome. That, yeah. It's a shared experience it was, with It was someone. really dope actually. Yeah. I feel like all your videos this year, how, how they performed aside towards the end, whatever, they all like really like, you know, went beyond above and beyond and did stuff that like, I don't know. It was just, you have a, a very creative editing style and it was really cool to see that come together with you trying to like outdo yourself in terms of production value and stuff. Cause I feel like you, you definitely did a good ass job with that. We kind of kept each other motivated cause I would yeah. see you coming out with a video, like the rectal video. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I gotta, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to top this, but I gotta like give something that's high quality too, you know? And, and then I think we kind of inspire each other. That's the great part about being close with someone who's on the same creative page as you. Mm -hmm. is you just keep each other going, keep each other fueled. Yeah, I would I would see like the you would like show me the videos you're working on and be like, fuck, I need to like make my video better. <laughs> yeah, likewise with your stuff. <laughs> it is pretty cool. I, I think regardless of how I mean I can say for myself, I'm still gonna be very ambitious with YouTube and hopefully putting out some absolute bangers, some masterpieces going forward into this year and whatever. But uh, either way, just creating stuff in general with you, like even music is something I, I'm very interested in and you're very talented at that, you know, like that's awesome. That's when, when we're in calls even, which is just, it's just a fucking discord call and we're just fucking around. Like we're just humming or like strumming something and then I'm just like- Making noise. Yeah, just and I'm just like throwing some random idea out there and most of it's just, you know, incohesive. But sometimes it's like, well, that kind of sounded cool or like that. I could see there being something there like that in itself is just fun. It's just fulfilling to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I, I only wish that uh, we weren't like limited by discord being like this this like latency thing that you were just actually in the room with me and we could just like com two complete idiots make a bunch of noises <laughs> until eventually it's a cool song yeah you know well, just completely let loose and not not at all care about uh how embarrassing it is we'll do that at some point we'll definitely someday we'll get there and be able to just riff off each other in real time in person the, the short amount of time that we have spent together in real life was very memorable. So I'm sure mm -hmm. if we're really putting our creative energies together like that, it will be yeah. just as nice, just as nice. Well, you know, eventually, eventually COVID will be over. Like you can't, this shit can't last forever. And you know, if everything goes as planned, I will have actual money <laughs> to like travel with after a year from now so i'll be able to travel to vegas and we could do shit or whatever you know yeah there's always new opportunities on the horizon i think and sometimes like right now you're understandably and even me a little bit i think we're both in a little bit of a rut in terms of youtube output um but yeah like there's always new opportunities on the horizon that neither of us can predict for you know, we can't plan it out necessarily like, oh, this is going to arise and we're both going to want to do this. But as long as we're both kind of keeping our eyes and ears open for that, I think it's bound to happen. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I may feel really down right now because of YouTube 
but I highly doubt that I'm ever going to just like give up on things that I genuinely want to do for myself. You know. Well, you haven't yet, because you've, you've I haven't been yet. making you've been making music and videos since you were a teenager, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been making music since I was a teenager, not videos. I mean, I guess you could say I made flash animations. New like grounds. Kid. Yeah. Kind of different, but yeah. By the way, rest in peace. Uh, what is it? Flash. 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 flash player, yeah. yeah rip that sucks how does that affect uh does that affect newgrounds well newgrounds has done their best to prepare for this by creating their own uh like they have either i don't know if they created their own software or they just there is alternative software out there but they basically made like most of their stuff compatible with uh like if you go to newgrounds now you can go watch and all of their and I think play all of their old games and animations and everything works fine and doesn't use Flash Player so there's that for sure and there's also they also created like some alternative like software that you can download to your computer to play anything off of their uh, their website that is Flash exclusive I don't know yeah like proprietary software this is all Steve Jobs fault <laughs> thanks Steve yeah <laughs> so okay let's uh i think we could start wrapping this up what do you have for um i don't know like what what energy do you want to go into this year with or what goals maybe they don't have to be super defined like yeah like what do you want to set out to do by the end of this year well my my goal this year is to uh I'm going to be, you know, this is the year that I'm taking YouTube off of the top of my list of priorities and replacing it with career because obviously YouTube is, is not a feasible career choice for me. I think maybe it will be one day in the future, but I got to start making that money. You know, I'm a, I'm a fucking boomer here at 29 years old, so... I need to uh, I need a career I need to make money so my goal is to hopefully by the end of this year be in a place where I can start moving forward with the rest of my life which means to me I'm gonna have like an income because I'm you know I'm starting a business with my friend and you know if all if all goes well I'm gonna be at a place where I can stop putting my life on hold because Currently, I, I have just completely given up on dating because I'm like, well, you know, why am I going to date someone if I'm a fucking poor, broke person who doesn't make money? Uh, I, I want to be at a place where I can start, you know, moving forward in that sense. I guess I want to be, I want to have income so that I can start like looking for my person who I can start a life with, which is uh, some very adult shit that I'm sure... <laughs> few of the view our viewers will be relating to but that's just where my head is at so that's the energy I, I that, that's my focus that's what it's going to be driving me the most of this year and obviously i'm still going to be doing youtube uh i don't know exactly to what degree my output will be but yeah that's my priority that's that's what i'm focused on this year what about you i think well first of all i I just want to say that like we, I mean, we've already talked about this. So I already kind of know that, you know, this was coming, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I still, I think, you know, my initial reaction is like, I'm sad that you're not going to be as invested in YouTube, but it's very understandable. And maybe that's what you need uh, in your life in general. And even for your YouTube videos, your YouTube channel, like maybe you need to, recalibrate your life, so to speak a bit. And maybe that's going to be presenting a bunch of new opportunities and it's not going to affect. I mean, I, I still view you as pretty much like my, my closest friend probably. Uh, so I, that's not going to change our relationship really no, other no. than, other than you being a little bit more busy sometimes. And that's again, totally understandable. I might have a normal sleep schedule, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is probably healthy. Um, <laughs> So I'm um, either way. I think it's it's good that you're taking life into your own hands more. So that's yeah, that's a good direction to go in. Uh, I would say I relate to. I've been thinking a lot about similar stuff. Um, 
yeah, I, w- I would like to, I guess, get, you know, have a family, get married at some point. I mean, I'm not in a rush to, but I, I want to, I, really what it is, is I want to have a, uh, a career, uh, a path in my life where it's like, yes, I'm successful. I'm doing this. This is my thing. I'm making it work. And uh, I feel confident with if I want somebody else in my life to um, share that success with and, and, and whatever and have my own little slice of life like we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I to set like a goal, I have a goal. I definitely want to get over a million subscribers for sure. I don't know if that's going to happen this year. I think before I turn 28, that would be nice. Have a million, over a million subscribers um, and making a lot more money. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, also, I don't know. Well, this is just like a creative creative goal. Okay. Creative goal is... Make an album? Make an, uh, an EP. Make some sort of musical project with you. Um that would be so sick. That would be, even if, again, like even if it's not commercially successful, the fact that we would create something that we both think is cool would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a creative goal of mine for sure. Yeah, I think that's a great goal. I think all of those goals are great. And we're definitely going to do the musical project. Awesome. <laughs> and we're going to continue this podcast. The podcast's not going anywhere, guys. The podcast ain't going nowhere. It's me and um, me and if, Sam if forever. If it was, we wouldn't be doing it right now. Let me yeah. tell you. It's a great way it. to start off. <laughs> Good start to the year. Us actually doing a podcast. <laughs> and I'll take the I'll take the blame, really, because that's something else I need to work on is I am uh lacking structure and scheduling and deadlines, but I'm fine tuning that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get there. Yeah. Alt right symbol. Hope you guys have a great year because yes. we're going to have a great year. Yeah. Good things Com- on the horizon. Post comment your uh, your goal for this year if you're listening mm. this far. Yeah. I, we would love to hear it. All 12 of you who are listening this far, please share us your <laughs> insights. They are valuable. I actually got a, a Twitter DM today. Don't like uh, t- take that with a grain of salt because I get a lot of random Twitter DMs, but... I got a Twitter DM that I, I actually thought was kind of cool. This guy was like saying he was really inspired by what we were talking about on the last episode. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. That's cool. Somebody was listening. Somebody listened that deep into the conversation. So yeah, share uh, share your goals in the comments. We will we will read them. Yeah. All right. I guess that's All good. All right, guys. Man. Thanks for watching. Yep. See you. <laughs>